Good evening, all you toxic masculinity inundated pugilists. My name is Trevor. <laughs> My name is Rachel. And this is the Smutcast, your source for everything self-published and erotic on Amazon. And uh, this week, it's it's going to be a, a, a quick and dirty one, because um, this was a quick and dirty story that did us dirty. This week, we are back to the usual grind of uh, terrible, disgusting, and problematic from and, last week's and Breath kind of, of Fresh Air. <laughs> and kind of boring. Like, we, we had two interesting weeks where the thing that we were talking about was really either bizarre, intriguing, or both. And now it's just back to boring and stupid. I mean, it's it's bizarre how abusive this the, the relationship dynamics in the story are, but other than True. that, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty straightforward stuff. I've got some things to say about it though. Yeah, I do too. So this week we are doing "Deep Loving" by fuck. What was the author's name? Um, I don't. Hold on, I can find Gail Keo. And Lord, if you couldn't tell that this story was written by a lady. <laughs> you beat me to it, I was going to say. This uh, is part of a long and storied tradition of gay erotica written by presumably straight women. And boy, howdy, does it show. <sighs> Sweet Christ. Okay, so first off, <laughs> let's get straight out the gate. This is the worst cover we've ever had on the show and possibly I've ever seen. Oh, damn, Trevor. I, I've actually seen... Th this is pretty in keeping with what I used to see um, as, like, as an editor in terms of bad photoshopping. It's three unrelated torsos stitched, to, like, very loosely stitched to this, like, half a photo at the very bottom. And then in, like, this, like, bullshit PowerPoint from 2002 font, <laughs> like deep loving written uh fuck that that font and then the next line gay mma threesome mmm romance uh is written in fucking comic sans just yeah, it's about like actual comic sans the deep loving looks like something that somebody from like a i don't know like a b52's cover band would put on their flyer it looks like the the reverend's wife at your local church was throwing a hip-hop themed bible study and that's the font she chose for the flyers god if that wasn't already tempting enough that 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 font would just pull me right in <laughs> it, it does certainly set the tone for what we're dealing with though well it's aggressively fucking horrible it's i hate aggressive. it I, I i have had an angry day and this story did not help me at all. <laughs> this is just the icing on top of your day yeah okay let's just get right fucking into this so you know actually i'm not even gonna we're not even gonna do a plot we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna skip all of the the plot e stuff i mean i can summarize the plot in like two seconds flat do it do it give give me give me the the fastest summary that you've got okay and i totally don't even remember the the main guy's name does he have a name He's never named. Okay, no. so we've got... <laughs> it's written in first person. So what are we going to call him? Like Beavis. Beavis. Okay, so be we got Beavis. And he is in the middle of uh, a, a newish affair, a torrid affair, as he describes it, with a one Anthony, 
who is an ex-MMA fighter and saved him from getting uh, gay bashed in an alley at some point. And I guess, like, from that day, they were inseparable and just hanging and banging. Because this is how gay bashers work in Gail's world. They go to gay bars and then, like, lure gay men into alleyways with the promise of a hot, like, gangbang. And then they bash you. Yeah. That's that's how it works in in her world, in this in this cinematic universe that she's constructing. <laughs> the Gale cinematic universe. <laughs> it's terrible hellscape. But this guy, uh, yeah, we don't, we never get a name, we never get a description, and who who gives a shit? I, I think I say that constantly, like not giving a shit about certain elements. I give a shit about none of this. It's just this- awful. Uh, this is the first point I wanted to bring up after we... So, qu- real quick, just to go through the pot, the rest of the pot summary. Okay, so... Because there's not much of one. <laughs> all right, so basically, these dudes are having their uh, a torrid affair, and, and just... They're, like, essentially dating, just without a label. And Anthony is this ex-MMA fighter, and he's apparently just this big, burly son bitch, but he's real romantic and kind of gentle at the same time he's got that whole dichotomy that uh beavis is super into and somewhere along the line beavis gets this sudden abrupt and like just uncontrollable thirst for fisting that just comes out of the blue (laughs) (laughs) and builds and builds and builds and and there's a scene of can, can I please read the opening line to chapter four? Because it's my favorite. Yes, 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 yes. So here's where the fisting gets introduced. Chapter four. Fisting. I still remember the first time we tried it. We'd spent the night in the apartment, smoking a bit of herb, drinking wine and vodka, watching some CNN special on the 80s, and reminiscing. <laughs> and, and then fisting comes like right after that. Like that, you're you're burying the lead there. I feel like, <laughs> but uh, this this fucking story. And yeah, so he gets powerful thirst for fisting. So he gets fisting and then the, once, and he, and then their relationship just goes like full on abusive. Yep. Like from 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 zero to Tina Turner right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, so it's so bizarre because Beavis. <laughs> rather than than actually talk to Anthony and tell him that he would would like a uh, an encore to this fisting experience that they shared together is not going to do that he's going to go buy what he considers to be a very symbolically significant leather bracelet and go to a BDSM Which I, th- club. I think that's real. I think that's like, actually part of like the hanky code thing. Because he was, so, he's like, I was so excited to put on my leather bracelet, and everyone would know what I wanted. And I'm like, Are you familiar with the hanky code? Do you I, know what oh, that I'm means? familiar with the hanky code for sure. I, know I think that's like part of it. Different shades of of hanky color for all your your kink needs, but I didn't. Think I, like, I was gonna make a joke about saying that, like, oh, I've got a <laughs> insert color hanky in my pocket right now but i don't know the color code and i don't want to say something horrible no, no. accident <laughs> don't don't assign yourself a kink that you're not prepared to to own up to trevor yeah that's fair but so but i have a hard time buying that like a generic black leather bracelet is going to signify like specifically fisting but i well, I, I mean know. i 
a red polka dot bana- bana- banana banana <laughs> a red polka dot really bandana means that you enjoy having your limbs amputated so well shit i don't think that's true i just made that up it's possible there's a fetish for uh, a gun a gunmetal gray with yellow speckles bandana <laughs> means that you're sexually attracted to toasters oh yeah i knew there was something out there for me to let the world know <laughs> so he Okay, there, there's a scene where uh, fucking Beavis, again, not telling... <laughs> sorry, I've got a like, persistent cough. Uh, I've got a, a fucking... Girl, like, i got a sinus infection. I am not going to criticize. It's okay. I just have a seed from my nine-grain peanut butter and jelly bread stuck in my throat, so... <laughs> <laughs> someday that will sprout someday. and become a beautiful sandwich Oh, tree. my child. My beautiful sandwich son. Um... But so fucking Beavis waits for for Anthony to go to the gym and do his like, I don't know, mixed martial arts workout. And he gets ready to go out to the BDSM club. And Anthony, I guess he just thinks that he's going to come home limping and stinking of man stuff (laughs) and, and, and just get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. He clearly like this plan is so ill thought out on so many levels and it, this is another one of those situations, and this this happens in mo- most of these stories where every one of the conflicts could be solved essentially by just healthy communication between partners. By not being deeply, profoundly stupid. Yep. If only. But so, un- unbeknownst to uh, to Beavis, Anthony has decided to come home from the gym early, and there, there are very uh, very visceral descriptions of his like sweaty man parts, but. He catches Beavis about to go leave and get banged by somebody else. And his reaction is to uh, spit in Beavis's mouth? I... I, (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, I think what Gail is going for here is that Anthony's like, Oh... You want rough play? I can I can do a little bit of rough play. I'm 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 game for this. But what it comes off as is just like super rapey and abusive. Yeah, yeah. It's like I understood. I at least understood the intent on this part. I'm quickly gonna lose that that line. I'm gonna lose my understanding pretty fast in this story. Yeah. So it's, but and then but be- this this one I was still hanging on by a few fingers. Right, just just gripping that ledge with all your might. But yeah, spitting in his mouth, and Anthony's pretty much like, "You want somebody to rough you up? I'll rough you up." And then they, it's like this this like very heated exchange between them, and she she the author builds it up as like <clears throat> there's going to be this like apocalyptic like makeup slash just rough as fuck sex scene, but it's like and not only is everything else wrong with the story, but the sex scenes are like so very tell not show. It's like. Oh, and we fooled around. He fucked me real good. The end. Yeah, so it was like, we fooled around for a little bit and then went downtown, like right after that scene. And I'm like, how about some fucking payoff? You're having some guy spit in a guy's mouth and we don't get to see any penetration? Come on now. What What? what do you think you're writing here, Gail? Who do you think your audience is? I'm so happy that her name is Gail. It's so perfect. <laughs> I know. It's such like a an ornery old lady name. I just think of Gale like the web series Gale. Yeah, that's actually I am now certain that that, <laughs> that is, is who is writing this. this. 
This is this is part of Chris Fleming's elaborate performance art, which should should have been my my recommendation a long time ago at the end of the show. <laughs> every week every that we week. do this, so they go they they fool around off screen, very unsatisfying, and go out to like some metropolitan no name downtown area, and enter Philippe. Fucking Philippe. You want to talk about tell tell our, our listeners about Philippe? Oh, I'll 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 take over this little plot synopsis from here, I guess. Um, so they go downtown. I don't know why they were like in the middle of having makeup sex, and then they're just like, and then we went downtown. Um, yeah. So they go downtown to I guess they they decided not to go to the the BDSM bar, but they end up finding this like super like dominant Frenchman anyway, just hanging out outside. And and he's Philippe. And he starts hitting on on the both of them. Before, before you go any further, can I just say can I just describe how I picture Philippe? Do you know those like like the big beefy sailors in like nineteen tens postcards? Like with like these striped tank tops and like a little scarf around their neck? Hmm. Like that kind of thing? That's what I'm picturing. All right, like fair a enough. Weird <laughs> like a Tom of like, like a Tom, a Tom of Finland, like literally character. a Tom of Finland, Finland character. Yes. Yeah. No, I buy that. Um, and so Anthony gets just super jealous and storms off, and rather than go and like console his his lover, uh, Anthony is just or sorry, Beavis is just yeah, all right. Yeah, because Beavis goes is like and, open, openly flirting with this dude right in front of Anthony's face. Right. And they don't have an arrangement. They're not, no. like, open That's the thing about this whole thing. Like, none of this has been, uh, like, discussed and agreed upon beforehand. None of the rough shit. None of the the cheating. None of the whatever. Okay, before I go on, I just, I have to establish something. Okay. Beavis is easily, easily the most reprehensible POV character that we've ever encountered. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, without... Without a doubt, he is the most hateable. And that's saying something, because in University of Dinosaurs, like, the lady just, like, starts groping herself (laughs) in full view of some very weirded out dudes, and then hopes that they all die. And then there's actually, there's also that guy from the Sicario fanfiction who essentially, like, long-term rapes rapes an amnesiac, so... We, we've got and, and so, so the bar is the bar is pretty fucking high to be the worst person in in uh, in a uh, POV like the worst POV character in one of these stories. Yeah, but I think Beavis is winning. Beavis is fucking reprehensible. And, and Beavis is like a real world, like almost banal kind of scumbag. Like this is just like somebody who's probably walking this earth. Just a fucking monster. Anyway. So he he sees Anthony go off genuinely upset and he's like, that's fine. I'm going to go get plowed by this Frenchman in a public bathroom. I ain't going to wear protection. I don't care if we're in a relationship. And it's like a, a, a very noticeably dirty public bathroom, too. I think like <laughs> like Gail takes care to let us know, like, this is a janky, disgusting, like train spotting bathroom. <laughs> so uh, Philippe lays some pipe. Uh, and Beavis is now satisfied, I suppose, and goes to find Anthony. And Anthony justifiably, like, freaks the fuck out. Anthony straight up, like, punches him in the gut. 
Which, you know, fair. What a fucking turd. I mean, yeah, um, but you're still punching a guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I uh, shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't act like a like a, a backhand, like scorned lover slap is any less bad than a punch in the gut. I all I'm saying is that if the rest of the story was just Anthony punching Beavis, I would have liked the story more. Yeah, and like at this point, I want to punch Beavis, so I'm like, I don't know, the bias is there, but he's yeah, Anthony is still just like a temper. A short-fused kind of goon. Which is completely contrary to his initial characterization. Yeah. But we'll get back into that. Yeah, he's supposed to be um, so, like, so gentle and so romantic, and he's really not. He's just kind of... Yeah, it, that, that characterization just gets dropped. He's a meathead. Like, halfway through. But I do... Uh, there was one moment that I also was like, fuck you, be this. Uh, when he's first uh, meets Philippe, he says, or thinks... I've never met such a macho Frenchman. I'd never really considered that they could be so virile and alpha. Oh, don't even talk to me about, like, the shitty things in fucking Beavis's internal monologue. <laughs> like, the very first thing that he thinks in this story. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because I also have a line that I, I want to use as part of a transition. But, oh, why would you believe that a guy who kept you from getting your ass kicked was gay? What the fuck does that mean? Have these guys never met, like, a masculine, like, why Why is the idea of, like, a masculine gay man such a huge revelation to any of these people? Like, where, where are you from, Gail? Gail. Gail. But, like, it's, it's full of this fucking <clears throat> mask for mask bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm just going to read the, these, the, these lines in order. He was a total stud. The kind of masculine gay guy who made straight guys shudder. What? Shudder how? Like the kind of gay dude who women and girls ogled. <laughs> women and, and girls. Believe, and they never quite believed him when he told them they that he was gay. They thought it must have been some kind of joke. Because all gay guys. I can't. Are like I couldn't twinky, blame those girls. Like fucking like, queer eye for the straight guy. Super fan. Uh, like, and that's the first page of this story, and I was already fucking angry. Little did you know, it was about to get Little so did I know. much worse. Anyway, so he fucks Philippe, and then he goes to find Anthony afterwards. And this is how chapter, these are the lines <laughs> that chapter nine ends with. And I want to read them off to give a sense of how, like, batshit insane the ending is. <laughs> We we have to set up the situation first, like that scenario, that whole ending. Uh, no, no, I'll I'll get to it. I just want to end <laughs> chapter nine really quickly. Okay. I heard Anthony walking to the other side of the room, then pacing back and forth. I looked up nervously. He had his hat head in his hands. He seemed to be crying. Something was wrong. No really shit. Really fucking wrong. Now, 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 that line, that, that line is like a, oh, their relation, this, this might end on a downer ending. Their relationship is going to fall apart. Uh, then the last chapter is going to be like Anthony moving his stuff out because Beavis is a fucking monster. No, no, this is how the story actually fucking ends. Gail has the audacity to end it this way. So after they have this like huge heated moment, they, it flashes forward and they're at home, 
and Anthony's like, "What's wrong?" And they're getting really like rip roaringly, like cross faded, wasted too. They're like smoking a bunch of bowls, drinking liquor. Like anybody else would be passed out in the real world. And 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 Anthony's like, "Hey, you're really you're really on edge. Are you? What's up?" And and Beavis doesn't tell him what's going on. He just waits until Philippe shows up at their doorstep and just expects Anthony to be like instantly down to have a three way, even knowing how like this ended days ago. Yeah, like and and it works. And Anthony's just like, well, okay, I guess this is the best I'm gonna do, and agrees to the three way. Yeah, it's like, hey hun, remember that guy that I brazenly publicly cheated on you with, and then you were so angry that you punched me in the stomach? Well, I waited till you were good and fucked up, and I invited him right over, and now you're gonna fuck him. How do you like them apples? And he does like <sighs> them apples. He likes them. And and that's and that's how it ends. That's the end of the story. I hope they all died. <laughs> I hope Anthony gets out of it somehow. He gets anger management lessons or yeah, I, I, I hope he settles down with a nice florist somewhere. <laughs> uh, and I hope that that Beavis dies of an ecstasy overdose. <laughs> Seems likely. Yeah, I, I was there was a moment that I was actually kind of looking forward to this. And it's at the very beginning when. Uh, Beavis makes like a comment to Anthony He's like, oh, I would have thought you would have kicked their ass. And Anthony's like, what? No, why would I do that? And I was like, oh, he doesn't brood. He's like a sweet, romantic guy. This is so unexpected for this genre. And I was like looking forward to that for the briefest of moments. And then his characterization just completely switches halfway through because Anthony is a aura because Beavis is a monster. Yeah, I mean, Beavis is shitty enough to make somebody have like a complete mental breakdown i think yeah you know what this story i kind of appreciate it for is that it really it really is a look at what happens after happily ever after in these stories when the main character is like an obvious like one note narcissist Mm -hmm. because there's so many of them and then we got together and we were together forever and this one it's Oh, I was so happy. He was everything I wanted for the first five chapters, and then I wanted something else, and I ruined his life. But he was weirdly okay with it, because we're still trying to sell books. Like, just why? Like, Gail, I get that you're a straight woman writing a gay romance, possibly for the first time, and you might not know how all the dynamics shake out. Hopefully this is her first attempt, my god. (laughs) I know you might not know how all of it shakes out when it's between two dudes, but you know how people work, right? Like, you know what a what a functionally healthy relationship looks like, and you know what a textbook narcissist looks like. I'm completely like. unconvinced that she knows what either of these things look like, just based, <laughs> on, based on all of this. So, yeah, that... And I should have known, honestly, I should have known how bad it would be when it was a book sold as a thousand page book. And this is just the first 50. I was really scared when I saw that first. (laughs) It's like, what have you, what have you gotten us into Trevor? No, it was just 50 pages of of steaming hot duty. And just, 
there there was a line that I loved. I have to say, like actually un unironically loved, and it was this. I one. loved Eric. There was a scar on the side of his face that you didn't get from doing real estate investing, no matter how volatile the market got. <laughs> that's actually it's actually pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> that's that's that actually feels like a line that I would write. This uh, and this story also has my. My one of my least favorite to date uh, euphemisms for the ye old butthole, and that'd mm. be fuck shoot. Ho 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 indeed, terrible. So yeah, that's that's all that's all I want to say about this. I'm I'm done talking about this turd. Thanks, Alex. This was a recommendation from her. Oh God, she's done it again. Actually, there is she's... there's one more line that I do want to read. Oh, baby, he said. Aren't we going out to dinner? Yes, we're going to the sushi place down the street. But first, there's some meat I would like to taste down there. That's so bad. I know. That's like 70s porn parody bad. Yeah. That's Gail for you. Thanks, Gail. Thanks, Beavis. Thanks for nothing. Fuck you, Beavis joining the pantheon of people that I, the of fictional people that I've added to my fucking list because of this podcast. People who can go fuck themselves. I, I am going to engage in some dark fucking magic and I'm going to bring Beavis into the real world just so I can kill him. <laughs> He'll probably, I don't know, expect you to fist him. He'd probably like it. He sounds like he like he gets off on like torturous experiences. Just where it's just so out of nowhere. Like the the chapter before that is he's everything I've ever wanted. I feel completed in a way I never have. And then the very first word in the very next chapter, fisting. fisting. <laughs> Talk about your emotional whiplash. And like I just don't understand why he couldn't have just talked to Anthony about it. Like, dude, Anthony was already willing and happy to fist you before, and you even said that he enjoyed it. Like, what, there's no explanation for his, like, reluctance to talk to Anthony about the fact that he wants to be fisted again. Other than to just push this fucking terrible plot forward. And and, and just so we're clear, Gail, just so we're clear, just so we're crystal clear, you cannot call this a gay MMA romance when one of the characters is a former MMA fighter. Yes, thank you. Fuck you. And like, be like, like, like a cowboy erotica where the cowboy broke his leg and had then worked in a bank for the rest of his life, and the entire story takes place when he's working in the bank. But Trevor, we also learn that he gets off watching MMA footage. Or gets I mean, don't we all? turned on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Those <laughs> beefy, like, terrifying-looking men. All I want mm, is I do like terrifying-looking men. This I know about you. <laughs> it may be more of the rugby type than the, the roided-out. Uh, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> well, shit. I can't fault you for that. So, um, yeah, uh, Gail Keough, uh, deep loving MMA romance. Check it out if you, uh, hate yourself. It wasn't deep and there was no love to be found. No, I have no love, deep or otherwise. I have deep hatred for this story. I do. I hate it. I hate this story. It's terrible. Yeah, this, I I have nothing more to say about this. Well, 
there was one one moment where no it's not even that good of a quote i'm just fuck it phone it in okay what uh, do you want let, let, let's get through recommendations real quick there are uh, we'll wrap this mini soda up so that you can go uh go to the boner festival or whatever oh yeah you're going. the boner festival happens once a year annual austin boner festival Woo! call it bone fest hells yeah uh recommendations i am really into one thing that you recommended to me last uh last go round, which is monster factory the mcelroy <sighs> brothers uh beautiful 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 youtube series have you watched the one with the final pam yet you know i i liked the beginning of that one but the accent that they did for the final pam just i just didn't find it very funny and I was shocked that I didn't because everything these guys do, I find just the funniest thing. God, the three-eyed metal husband. Yes. Like, just gets me every time. It's funnier when you say it, I think. I think my favorite, <laughs> uh, it's a tie between um, the the Shepherd from Mass Effect one and... Uh, I'm Truck Shepherd. Truck Shepherd. <laughs> I'm going to go on a space kissing adventure. <laughs> that one and uh, the... The one where uh, they turn all of Dark Souls into a pizza paradise. Because of an Arby's witch? Yep, because of an Arby's witch. We, can, we can't just repeat all their jokes, okay? Yeah. It's good. I love it's, it. It's it makes beautiful. me so happy. Yeah, that's my big wreck for this week. What you got? Uh, Master of None Season 2. I finally got around to watching it. Uh, it's fucking great. Is it? I, yeah. I've heard like things about The entire first episode is a, is a homage to Italian cinema. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I've, been, I've had that one on the back burner because I've heard... Uh, conflicting things about like the navel gaziness of it all but oh it's super navel gazy but that's kind of on brand for me yeah and i do like me some aziz so i will probably check that out it's good shit. hey guys just letting you know it looks like the recording ate the last little bit of our podcast so i'm re-recording this later uh, on behalf of Rachel, who could not join me, I'd just like to say thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're available on patreon.com slash thesmutcast, on Facebook at thesmutcast, and at gmail at austinsmutcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, to have words of support or abuse, either one. Either way, we're going to get off. So uh, stay throbbing, everybody. Have a good one.